Welcome to Because You Need to Know. I'm Edwin K. Morse, President and Founder of Pioneer Knowledge Services. This series is your digital resource of valuable conversations with nonprofit and knowledge management enthusiasts from across industries and from around the globe. So my name is Arshad Ahmed, and I live in Gatley near Manchester in England. Currently, I'm actually in Saudi Arabia. The most interesting thing near me if I talk about Manchester, I couldn't come up with a, a very good idea, but I put kebab shops. <laughs> uh, actually, you know, you, yourself being from New York, you probably appreciate delis, right? So wherever you are in the country, in the world, you know, the kind of the richness yeah. and the, the, the colours and the, the pickles and the salads and the sauces and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> You're making me hungry, stop. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm relatively well-traveled, and, um, you know, that's a, one thing I miss about Manchester and England, uh, you know, Turkish kebab shops, uh, Kurdish, Pakistani, you, you name it. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's interesting how sometimes a common denominator can be food. These things can link communities together, right? Absolutely, and it's it is funny you say that because it's almost like once you've grown accustomed to that type of option for food stuff, once you hit a desert that doesn't have any of those options, you surely miss it. Right. Uh, and this is it. You know, when I see it, it's almost, uh, you know, if I see that lack of condiments or whatever, it upsets me, you know, even though most people are used to it. But when you know you've had a good thing, <laughs> right? Anyway, uh, it's about knowledge management. It's not kebab, so I, I, I digress. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> you know, I, I do love working in, in knowledge management and specifically, I guess, people-focused knowledge management. To me, there is a distinction between more of the kind of the IM and, and that side of the side of things, which is, you know, important. But I see less and less of a focus on that these days, sadly. Maybe it's just me. And then being a bit of a hypocrite, I guess, when it comes to technology, I do like augmented reality. So this is an area that I'm getting very, very excited about. And uh, I think there's considerable potential for knowledge management to contribute to this area. So let's take your food uh, idea a little farther, because when you mention information management and or IT or uh, all those parts and pieces, I all I got was an image of a pizza, right? So the, <laughs> yeah. so the, the pizza pie is the knowledge management. Whatever you add to it is what you can get out of it, you know, for... If you're going to involve the CTO, the chief technology officer, or all the parts and yeah. pieces of the enterprise, you're going to have a loaded pizza. Somebody is always going to be the one that says, I don't like olives or I don't like anchovies. But, you know, I digress too. <laughs> now you're making, you're making me very hungry. This is like the most hungry producing show ever. So what's on the menu for knowledge management for you <laughs> and augmented reality? And let's discern for the folks the difference between AR and VR, please. Mm, yeah, it's a good, that's actually a good distinction to make because even if I hear people who actually think they know the area, they'll mention AR and VR in the same breath. So you're probably right there. Um, and it's funny, actually, because when I try and mention augmented reality and I say to people, well, you know, it's overlaying an artificial uh, layer over the real world. So you still have a view of the real world, but it's augmented, if you like, with a layer of information. Now, not everyone gets that. But if I say, have you seen Iron Man? And they say yes. And I said, do you know Tony Stark's helmet? And he can see, you know, 
Pepper Potts has organized a meeting for him. Yes. How many Jericho yes. missiles he's got, how many, how much fuel he's got. People say, Oh yes, Iron Man, yeah, I get that. So I said, that's augmented reality. And then they're like, Yeah, yeah, we get that. When you defined it for me, was what popped up for me is that it's not well, let's not argue the finer points, but to to yeah. me it's almost like it's not a layer of technology over the real world. It is an integration of both worlds. Right. It's a because you can take digital things, depending on the system you're using, and place them in your view of the real world and interact in a way that has never been done before. Mm. I, I actually like your your explanation better than mine. I think you're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, this is maybe the so-called expert, but anyway, uh, you're right. Uh, it's uh, you know th that's the, that's the thing. What objects are available? Um, that can actually solve that problem, and like you say, maybe it's the meeting of the virtual world with the uh, with the real world. The virtual world is a static, completely made up interface, right? So you immerse yourself into that world, and all I can think of is like Star Trek's uh, Hollow Deck or whatever, you know, where yeah. you walk into this made up space. Uh, but there's also some interactivity in that, so I, that may not be a good distinction. But the thing is, is that it makes a digitized interface of intelligence, understanding, awareness, and things that aren't in the real, you know, you may not be aware of it in the physical, let's call it the physical space. Yeah. So how are you using all this? What's, what's happening for you? I'm going to try not to laugh again because I've got a friend who is with me for a lot of, um, the pitches and presentations I do for augmented reality. And I pretty much use the same, uh, mm. scenario. Um, so he kind of makes, he, he pokes a little bit of fun at me, which is, which, which is fine. But if I say that, you know, typically at the moment, my main area is oil and gas. You know, the example I like to give and probably better to illustrate this at some point, but anyway, you have matey in the field and there's a valve and, you know, pressure is starting to rise. Now he or she is looking at this valve and saying, do I close this? If I close this valve, will this increase pressure? Will it decrease pressure? Or will it potentially blow something up? And if you don't have the right knowledge at the right point, you're almost powerless to make that decision, right? You know, because um, you don't have assurance for that decision. It's a flip of the coin at that point, right? Yes, exactly. So if using the, the interface of AR, perhaps you could start with some basic instructions that are actually embedded on the device itself. Push button A, followed by slider B, followed by lever C. And, uh, you know, that should solve the problem um, and that's fine but what happens if it doesn't okay so then you're thinking okay what do i do now well if we're, we're focusing on augmented reality and if we're focusing wearables specifically which have the benefits of being hands-free but also allow somebody else who could be in a headquarters somewhere a subject matter expert and um, to say okay you know you've tried these three steps they've not worked let me have a look at what you're looking at. And they say, oh, okay, this one's a bit peculiar. What you need to do is this, this, and this. That solves the problem, hopefully, because you have a connection straight to the subject matter expert. And at the same time, it's getting captured, which then becomes a kind of a canon of collateral mm. for lessons learned and multimedia lessons learned. So that can be reused before you actually uh, embark True. on a kind of scenario like that. And it can be used in a negative and positive way, right? Well, we, we thought we were going to do this, but this happened and that turned into a negative. So you use that as that critical lessons learned. Yes, Don't do this. Exactly. So safety is critical outcome of your work, right? You want to create a safer work environment and you'd want to 
give that when you were given your description, all I could think of is that this is not just the immediate now. This is not just if I do this, then this will happen or that will happen. It is more also to play out what the downstream effects are going to be once you have the systematic approach done for your back end, I'll call yes. it, for the digital world and all that content that interconnects. But if you do X and it turns to Y, the the next five things that could happen are predictably this. So it should actually not just give you awareness and decision-making skills at the immediate moment, but could load you up with, oh, you know, if you do that in 20 minutes, you better be over here to check this thing, right? I mean, it's more interconnected. Yeah, so you could almost, from what you're saying, maybe some rules of deduction, right, or deductive reasoning would come out of it. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. And what I like about it is it's easy to get seduced by the technology, as you know. (laughs) That was also what gave me a little bit of comfort because when I started getting into this, um, I thought, oh, you know, maybe the market's saturated. A lot of people are doing this. But in reality, it was more of a gimmick at that time. You know, there's a tomato ketchup label and somebody's developed an app which you fly over it and it becomes a a menu. Mm -hmm. Really sweet, that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But the reality is what, what kind of business benefit does that really have? And that's where I'm... You know, I'm constantly trying to have my focus. You know, what is the business benefit? What, you know, make it highly, highly pragmatic. We get away from the whiz-bang of the tool. And, and, you know, the other element that I didn't mention is there's an element of speed here because I don't get asked Mm. this enough. People generally like it and like the technology and they're quite excited about it. But I said, well, why are we doing this rather than just relying on, you know, having practices or procedures and manuals? Why can't, instead of having go to all this effort and all this opportunity costs of pulling someone out and training them and so on and so forth. Why don't we just give them a manual, right? right? Or even an iPad or something. I guess answer my own question and say, well, there's there's a speed element here, right? You want the answer yeah. at the beginning, not potentially 20 or 30 minutes down the line. Because without sounding melodramatic, that might be too late. That could be the difference between life or death. Yeah. And this is where I see augmented reality really having an impact in those kind of situations as well. Well, you're also changing the application of the user interface, period. That's a big learning curve. So if you can make something that is not a resource heavy where I have to put in all the data to, you know, it's like those chat bots, you know, how helpful is yeah. a flipping chat bot? It's like, oh my good <laughs> gravy. I, I might as well just call because the chat bot with a user interface in a commercial way is not the handiest thing as far as I'm concerned. So you want to elevate that interactivity and especially in this digital world where you can make predictable things become patterns that are recognizable machine wise that can help add to that speed yes yes absolutely and i think you're right i think you know on on the same lines you know maybe not maybe i think more more than definitely there can be too much information Mm. you know somebody sent me a uh when they knew that i was getting into this this was obviously two or three years ago it was already a simulation but i remember it was going down a shopping aisle and all of these things are popping up this is for sale you know, buy to get this third yeah. free, you know, this is the quality of this thing. But really, if I was looking at that as an interface, I'd go absolutely yeah. crazy. So I think this is where the elements of uh, probably user psychology and user interface and user experience would come in. You know, um, if I was to design something from scratch, those would be the elements yeah. I'd also be looking at. The volume, right? You got to mute the noise to get the focus down to where it can be worked because you're right. 
you know, a lot of those interfaces that I've seen, it's too much data. It, it right. distracts, it absolutely distracts and becomes its own beast in trying to, you can't do, you can't multitask, believe me. Yes. I can't multitask because I've actually been <laughs> tested. It's, I just, um, especially yeah. when you introduce arithmetic. Mm. To wrap everything up in the future of where you see yourself in 10 years and this interface, What's the future of knowledge management and what will be the definition of knowledge management 10 years from now? It's a very good question. I think I think knowledge management is here to stay. If it's been around for centuries and you know the the early adoption was from the 90s, does it really need to evolve? Maybe not. I'm not really answering your question. If I if I focus more on augmented reality though, I think you know, somebody says, and not everyone may agree with this, but to, for me, knowledge management is getting getting a bit samey. You know, it's common sense, if, if not common practice. And once you've got it instilled, and I'm not saying that's an easy thing, by the way, but once, you know, it's embedded in the organization, what's next for knowledge management? And, you know, okay, we, we should be learning from our mistakes and lessons learned. We should be doing some kind of collaboration. People culture is an important element. Um, you know, we should have some taxonomies in information management. What happens after that? And I think the next thing, um, I'm not saying this is a cure for all ills, by the way, that's the other thing that I wouldn't want it to fall into, but certainly for IR4 type applications and, you know, industrial practices and helping traditional manufacturing, I think this is an area that there's huge potential for. Well, thank you very much for your excitable and delectable discussion on knowledge management and augmented reality. I think I'm ready for lunch. I think I'm ready for a kebab as well. Thank you, Edwin. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. All right. I've, I've enjoyed the session. It'd be good to keep in touch with you, Edwin, and appreciate the time. Thank you for that.